0: for taking the time to tune into episode number four of never the problem this is elena and as always on the ones and twos we have technology master extraordinaire t thank you
1: T. (laughs) yeah welcome
0: (laughs) yay as always i hope that never the problem brings you an honest informed and refreshing perspective through facts wrapped with opinions on a range of topics from news history and other current concerns Affecting many worldwide with the hopeful silver lining at the end of each episode. I'm not a professional in any way, most often. <laughs> I'm just simply present and opinionated. And this is my perspective on information that is readily available for those interested enough to seek. Thank you again. And here we go. With all of the trauma upon our world and nation with the still rampant COVID 19 battle, Life and death are in the news and the headlines literally every day. So let's talk about insurance, more particularly life insurance. So why would anyone or I want to talk about life insurance? Well, let's see. Let's talk about the basics of life insurance. Is there any dollar amount that equals a life? The value of life has always seemed to be up for a debate by many. Is one life more valuable than another? In a humanitarian scope, no. No one life is more valuable than another, and no dollar amount should equal a life. Yet, at some time in all of our lives, we will die. And under a strange pact with a insu- certain insurance company or carrier upon death, there is a payment issued to a family member or a state of the deceased, essentially putting a dollar amount on that value of that life. But you are in control of what that dollar amount will be. And that dollar amount is life insurance. So, what is life insurance? T, what what would you what do you hear about life insurance just as a whole?
1: Uh, that uh, a lot of people are afraid of it, like kryptonite. Uh, <laughs> <that> we <laughs> we people don't really think about it, uh, mm. even mm. though it, it's a it's a it's a lot of it helps you out in the in the long run.
0: Exactly. So what's so perfect. So life insurance, what is it? So life insurance is simply the means of protecting your beneficiaries and or assets in the inevitable event of your death. Life insurance is secured through policy like a home, auto or even health policy. And the policy owner and the insurance company enter into an agreement where the insurance company promises to pay a certain amount or face value of money when the insurer dies. And the insurance company simply collects money as premiums for that insurance for the policy and the agreement, just like any other policy or plan. And the amount or face value of the coverage varies by the policy's owner's needs, ability to pay for that given premium. But most often, a larger premium equals a greater amount of coverage for that policy. And I'm saying most often because there are some agreements where a smaller amount could result in a larger amount of coverage, and we'll get into that shortly. But as a general rule, the higher the premiums, the more valuable the coverage. The operative word is valuable. Now, beneficiary is the person that is paid the cash payout when you're in life insurance policy is submitted and they receive the insurance proceeds when you die. The policy owner is responsible for picking the beneficiary at the time of the policy purchase, and they can change that beneficiary at any time throughout the life of the policy. But guess what? Life insurance proceeds paid to the beneficiary upon your death are not subject to taxes. They are tax free. Surprise, surprise. You know, what else is tax free? And so (laughs) the, the funds are not considered to be taxable income and not even actually have to be reported. Now, there are a few instances that taxes must be reported on the interest amounts related to policies, but that's rare. So what some people may not realize overall as well is the insurance is a section of the financial service industries, And that is a much broader topic that relates to annuities and variables. But bottom line is there is money woven through and through and through this industry. And additionally, most people have never thought about or rarely think about life insurance, let alone even talk about it just like you mentioned earlier, is it because it's taboo or weird or personal? Well, it's probably all of those. But what I've learned, and as a greater factor of the hush about life insurance and what it entails, is that so many people from so many different types of walks of life are just uninformed. And for those very reasons, it's taboo or weird or personal. And there are people that are very well off, very intelligent, great jobs, great credit, Created, famous, just literally from all walks of life who simply do not have or have not ever had a conversation about life insurance. And it's not strange. It's just simply the truth. So let's start with some basic policy types. So the basic ones are term versus whole life, term life versus whole life, essentially renting versus owning. So a term life is the renting of insurance. Basically, you pay in and you get no money back for what you paid in, essentially like being a renter. And then the owner, whole life, you're owning the policy, you earn value and equity for that money paid in. So term life is a life insurance policy that is valid for a term, a period of time. Usually um, it can start as low as five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, etc. And with the term policy, if the insurer dies within that specified policy period and the premiums are current, then the policy matures, which means that it pays out the face value of that death benefit to the beneficiary. But if the insured is still alive, when the policy ends, the policy simply expires and there's no payout to the insured. So they've paid in all that money for all those years and there's no payout, which is a good thing essentially. But term policy, again, only provides coverage upon death. Now, term policies have a cheaper premium versus whole life policies, and they can provide more coverage at the time of death than the more expensive life insurance policies. And again, I'll explain that later, but only about one to two percent of term policies pay out because the insurers most often live out that policy. So, of course, again, that's good. But depending on their age, they will have few options. Either they can purchase another term policy And that may be restricted because of affordability, because the older you get, the more expensive any policy is, including a term policy. Or at that point, they can purchase a whole life policy, which the premiums are always higher. So, again, if you buy a term policy and you're 20 years old for 50 and for 30 years, a 30 year term, you know, when you the term ends, you'll be 50. So, of course, that's going to be a higher premium because you're much, you're older, but still, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just a difference in that instance. So typically a term policy starts, you can buy the purchase from time you're 18 and they stop selling those by the time you're 80. And then, you know, again, the pros are they're cheaper, premiums up front with more coverage in the back end. We'll talk about that later. And then there's also less restrictions as far as medical, uh, medical coverage and medical examinations, where other policies have to do that with the the whole life. And then the cons are there's no cash value buildup. And once you outlive it, you've pretty much paid all that money to it again, like the renting. Now whole life, again, it's a permanent policy. Now the premiums are more expensive and people may not be able to afford that large face value of the premium at the time of death, but the money can add value to the policy as the premiums are paid until like a savings account sort of kinda now the death benefit of this get paid out at a time when the death benefits and it accrues interest is if applicable that's what I was saying before that you know sometimes there's interest in that needs to be paid but that's a, re- a different type of policy but the main part is that policy adds value you can I mean it gives you cash value and additionally the death benefit the premiums can be paid into the policy they can be borrowed against because again it's you're putting money into that where it's accumulating and it's like interest and building cash. So you can borrow against that sometime. And the whole life policies are ideal for insurers who really aren't concerned about a low monthly premium, but more concerned about building equity over time. And then additionally, you know, they last a lot longer. A whole life policy is essentially what it means as long as you're paying a premium. It lasts your whole life. So uh, they have some whole life policies that stop at 100, but then they have policies that last until you're 110, 115. I mean, whatever your whole life, literally, essentially. And some whole life policies uh, pay out the actual cash value once you turn 100. So if it's a three hundred dollar, three hundred thousand dollar policy, when you turn 100, you get three hundred thousand dollars of cash. But then some allow you to just keep that as it goes. And then also some. Whole life policies do what they call living benefits, and so living benefits are if you get sick or you get into an accident. Most people think of life insurance policies as you only get paid, God forbid, if you die. But a living benefit policy is if you get have a critical illness or you lose um, certain faculties where you can't function as you normally would. You can actually use a portion of your life insurance policy again if it's a whole life. To live off of while you're recovering, et cetera, et cetera. So, those are, that's really different. So, that's obviously one of the pros. And it's more comprehensive, it's flexible, you get a cash bid up. The cons are the premiums are more expensive, and you may have some additional medical requirements on that. And whole life policies can go up to like $5 million. And it's, I mean, it's pretty interesting. I mean, you know, goes back to what do you actually need. And then the final type of insurance I'm going to just touch on really quickly is what they call final expense. So final expense is essentially what they call burial insurance. It's like a low, a low premium, very small amount of coverage for policyholders that are older and believe it or not older starts at 50. So you between 50 and 85 and it's just. Pretty much to pay your burial expenses, where you're not really trying to leave money to a family member or beneficiary. Uh, they have final expense policies that are as low as two thousand or five thousand dollars, and you know maybe you know fifteen and twenty dollars a month, depending on you know the carry that you use. So that's kind of like the last hope. Last ditch type of life insurance, no disrespect to final expense like that, but you know, some people aren't using it just because that's the only option. They just really just don't want much more than to cover their, their burial expenses. I mean, so those are essentially the crux of what life insurance are the type of policies that are available to mostly anybody. Most people, again, for their needs, their age, their health all of those within all of that, there's definitely a policy that you can get to essentially cover your death when you, I mean, you know, your services when you die. So I know I feel bad talking about that, Vanessa, but it's true.
1: I sound like the Grim Ripper.
0: I, mean, I know. I mean, it's, it's true, but it happens to all of us. And so, you know, these are the reasons why you need life insurance, you know, to protect your family when you, you know, die against your estate. Some people do not have nest eggs. So when you unfortunately pass, your beneficiary will get that money. And, you know, there have been people that actually have been started incredible businesses from life insurance proceeds. I remember the guy Damon John talking about how he started his food company because of the money that his grandmother left him from his life the life insurance policy. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's a nice chunk. Again, remember, it's not taxable. So that can give some people, you know, much to the chagrin of the other people, like a head, a boost, you know, just a little something. So, you know, to create an estate is a reason to have life insurance to protect an estate again, because, you know, death taxes are really expensive. I wouldn't, you know, know about that. You got to have all that property to have that. But once you Uh, have all that property, once you have all those assets, you know, there's a death tax. And if you buy, you can buy a life insurance policy that will estimate about how much you feel your assets are and will be covered for that death tax. So when you die, it covers all those uh, expenses and it doesn't go to the government. Again, it creates a cash savings account where you can have a savings account that accumulates cash over time in just a very different way. And it also can repay a loan. For example, there's a Something called a credit life insurance, where if you buy a car, you know, five year car loan typically. Yeah, so one is also to repay a loan. Uh, Example, so if you, you know, you buy a car, you have a five year loan, and unfortunately, this is about life insurance, you die unexpectedly a few weeks later. uh, There's something called a credit life insurance. And so if you have purchased that type of policy, that policy will pay the remaining balance of that loan off after your death, unfortunately. So those are just a few examples. But the crazier part to me is uh, just think about all of the the snapped episodes, all those horrible murder, murder stories where people are really killing people because of their life insurance policies. So I can't hear you, T.
1: I was watching, sorry, I was watching the same thing, same thing uh, on those crime movies. Like, this guy played a buyout, a million dollar purchase, and then after that, he couldn't find, they couldn't find his wife.
0: Oh, my God, no. If somebody comes to you trying to up some life insurance to have you sign real quick, man, you better run. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. I mean, so yeah, so th- this is just, I mean, life insurance is obviously real, but I mean, that's, you know, how people use it. I mean, people can, you know, use it in a bad way, but, and uh, yeah, not like people you love when they pass, you're not looking to get a payout on them for sure. But that's just a, you know, function of if they have the policy and they die, that's something. So I know a lot of people think that by their age, you know, oh, I don't need life insurance if I'm really young or, oh, I have life insurance through my work and all those things are valid But I just wanted to just go over in some examples and give some, you know, some basic quotes so people can understand a little bit on, you know, what numbers look like. But first, let's start with, you know, the baby boomers. Those are people who are between 56 and 76 years old. There's 76 million of them in the country. You know, Generation X is about that's the people between 41 and 55. That's 82 million. The millennials. Between 26 years old and 40 years old, there's 73 million. And then there's Generation Z. Those are the babies between five and 25 years old. That's 74 million. So that's about 305 million people. We have about 330 million people in the United States as far as population. So I don't know. I guess those 25 million left over are little babies or something. They're under five. I don't know. But either way, (laughs) so either way. So going back to, we talked about whole and term life. So I'm going to start with whole, because again, just to give you an example, they're more expensive. So first off, as life insurance goals, women's rates are typically cheaper as most studies show that women are healthier and do live longer than men. So that's just you know something that's you know written into how the system operates and how the system works. So for example, like a whole life policy, we're gonna start with like $100,000, we're gonna use that number. So a whole life policy for a male in his 20s, non-tobacco, again, we talked about health before, that premium is $111 a month. $100,000 for a young lady or female in her 20s is $92.84 a month. So you can see there's just a little difference there. Again, going back to the 20s, like um, a male in his 20s, uh, 29, his premium for $100,000 is about $156 a month. Again, a 29-year-old female, her premiums are uh, $135 a month. Now, that's the 20-year pay scenario opposed to the 100-year pay. And I'll tell you the difference. You can get a policy that says, after 20 years, I want to pay for this policy for 20 years. So if you're 20, And you get a policy and you're paying for 20 years, when you're 40, you've no longer having to pay any premiums. You have that life insurance policy for the rest of your life. Or you can continue to pay through the majority of your life. But some people don't want to pay a policy when they're 65, 75, you know, Eddie have to worry about that. So those are options as well. So those premiums are different. So I want to go into people with the difference in somebody who is a male, like we talked about a male at 29. With non-tobacco is 156 dollars a month premium. Again, this is a range. Now, if it's that same male for tobacco, if he smokes, that same policy, his premium is going to be 211 dollars. So it skips, it hops up like quite a bit just from somebody being a smoker and non-smoker. And those are some of the health health scenarios. Again, I'm going to jump up to 40. So, for example a 40-year-old, $100,000 male with non-tobacco, his premium for a 20-year payout will be $237.65. But if he's going to do the regular premium for 100 years, it's going to be $134. That same female in her 40s, uh, $100,000 policy, uh, her premium is going to be $129. I mean, so you see the difference. And I'm going to talk about really quickly the same thing about them tobacco. If you have a a 49-year-old male with a $100,000 policy and he smokes tobacco, his premium jumps up to like $350 a month. So don't smoke, essentially, right? Right. Right. And so then going back to the difference between term, I want to just give you an example of the difference, how drastic the differences are for the term. Again, remember, term is like the renting versus the owning, but you pay less. So a $100,000 policy... For a 20 year old male, again, for term, is about $20 a month, opposed to a $100,000 policy for whole life for a male, which is about $110 a month. Again, a $100,000 policy for a male that's 40 years old is about $30 a month. And then that's for the term for $100,000, again, for the same amount of coverage, but with less. Options and less bells and whistles. So that 40 year old for term is about $30 a month. And that 40 year old for whole is either $134 a month or $237 a month, depending on what option. So you see the difference. I mean, just understanding like how great of a difference it is again between the term and the whole. And then again, going back to the smoking portion for that term, again, you get the term policy that has a much cheaper premium, but has the same amount of face value and coverage for what it is. And a term policy for a male that is 50 years old and he smokes cigarettes, is 153 dollars a month for the term but if he's 50 years old and he doesn't smoke cigarettes his premium is 57 dollars a month so it triples you know so i'm not advocating i mean i'm not up here to tell people to not smoke but you probably shouldn't smoke that's just really it you know it's not helping nobody yeah
1: right (laughs) it's killing everybody right
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, you just... the
1: smoker, you the smoker, and the secondhand smoker.
0: Oh yeah, secondhand smoke is real too. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, I, I wouldn't. My mom tells a story. She jokes. I literally, my mom smoked for years, and you know, she stopped. Thank goodness for her. But I literally never bought her cigarettes. I just wouldn't do it. The only time I bought her cigarettes is when I was forced to. When I was little, and we would get the little notes that they should not have given us cigarettes anyway, and we would get the note. <laughs> And have to take <laughs> it down to the store and they would oh. actually give us cigarettes and oh, yeah that was the only time but when I got of age I'm like I'm not buying cigarettes this is not I'm like mm-hmm. even if you give me the money so that's that's funny so in regards to insurance companies though too with the whole coronavirus thing they have tried to make a few changes to you know new policyholders just be a little more extensive in questioning which isn't that bad but you know, prior to that, it was, you know, unless you had some pre-existing conditions, it was a pretty straightforward scenario and you get an insurance. And But now they've kind of just put a few more uh, restrictions on there, but the people still can get it. And I would just encourage everybody to kind of speak to, you know, your local people and find out what's going on to find out about getting a policy, even a small policy or something like that. So, I mean, in my mind, you know, Why do we need life insurance? It's just plain and simple because of security at any age. um, You can have more than one policy with a different company. You can own one policy with this company, own another policy with another company. So it's not as if you have to be exclusive to one company. Again, if you can afford the premiums, if you find better coverage, then, I mean, that's all on you. You know, a lot of people, again, get life insurance through their jobs, but those are, you know, pretty small policies compared to what you would purchase on your own. Uh, additionally, if you lose your job, you know, most often you lose that coverage. And then you have people who, you know, are 1099 employees and who are contractors and things of that nature who are, you know, responsible for their own insurance. So even there, there's a a, a I guess, a, a bucket of people that need to be, you know, addressed in that way too. And I think it's one thing, to know the information and not make, and then make a decision like, you know, I'm just really not ready or this isn't the time. I'm not really looking to buy, but it's another thing to just not know at all. And I think the bigger part is a lot of people just don't, they just don't know because it's, you know, people just don't really talk about it. I, at one time, I remember that I was able to, um, cause I had a, had a life insurance policy for many, many years and in 2008, yeah, when that everything happened, I was able to pull out, you know, some money from my policy because I had it for a very long time. So I mean, that was a plus too. And then a sad story is uh, one of my little grandbabe, my grandbaby, her little, yeah, little colleague, I guess. Yeah, he was two. Uh, He was born uh, at her little school. He was unfortunately born with um, some health problems and his parents would have been trying to get him life insurance since he was born, but he had a as a baby, a little pre-existing condition and they would not, he couldn't get a policy that they wouldn't, you know, one would write for him. And then unfortunately, you know, he was just a little over two. He did unfortunately pass because of that, um, you know, condition. And, you know, they had to do a GoFundMe, you know, they had to, you know, help have, you know, ask for people to assist with that. And I mean, just stuff like that. So it even affects, you know, I mean, children, I mean, babies, it just, it's just never ending. So, I mean, I know it sounds incredibly dark and dismal, but one last time, you know, we just don't get out of this thing called life, you know, alive, Right. And then, yes, you know, auto, home, business insurance, all of those are mandated and, you know, they're by law and there are no choices in owning that policy, only the choices of your insurance carrier. But most people, you know, can live their entire lives and never have to file a claim against that policy. Um, Again, which is definitely a great thing and a blessing, but regardless, you know, those premiums have to be paid every month, rain or shine, or you lose coverage or break the law and you're never to recoup. But sadly enough, your life insurance policy is going to pay out one day. I know that's sad, but it's true. And then, you know, and there's security and knowing that w- not when, but it- not if, but when, your time is up. You have paid your premiums. You haven't paid your premium for nothing because your claim will be filed on your behalf. I mean, it's and it's a topic that's important, again, to everybody because it pertains to literally everyone. Like I said, even the baby and even more than auto on home because everyone's not going to own a car. Everyone's not going to have a home, et cetera. So it's something to do on your own research about, but also there are many other facets that you can offer through different channels. Like I mentioned, like the living benefits, uh, there are certain types of life insurance policies that actually um, help you uh, recoup and invest in stocks with uh bills and annuities. And, you know, just there's just a lot to the whole industry. I mean, which is why it's, you know, such a huge industry. And I just want to say good luck. You know, just think about everything that um, I said, and hopefully it resonates and you can find some good in this. And, If you know anyone in the state of Georgia who may want to talk or learn more about life insurance, they can email me directly at Elena, A-L-L-A-N-A, at quarter, like a quarter, claims with an S-C-L-A-I-M-S, consulting.com. And yes, I am a licensed life and health agent. Surprise. <laughs> so so I just feel this is important even before any of this, because remember, I have had life insurance since my 20s. So it's not just something that um, I just, you know, happened to stumble upon. Thank goodness. Um, I had a grandfather who explained the value of that to me at a very young age. And it definitely did pay off. Um when it was needed the most, when I rest, you know, didn't think that I could even recoup anything from it, but I was able to do that. So T, what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I think I, I'm uh, probably going to have to look that up and see, cause you know, I, I really want to leave something for the little ones mm-hmm. and I want to make sure I have a discussion with them too, about, you know, them trying to look out for themselves. And I uh, it, it's. I, I. It's always, to be honest, it's always scary in, in with us, especially growing up because uh, the elders or the old folks or my grandmother mm-hmm. never wanted to talk death. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And
1: then, yeah. So it was It, it, was, always, it was a taboo conversation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm. So, but things put things in perspective. You yeah. Gotta, you gotta look.
0: Yeah, it's not gonna go away because we don't talk about it, and you know. And I think a lot of people, you know, you know, learn that the hard way. And I mean, just the older generations just were, they just were stubborn. Right. You know.
1: Ooh, child, you see the the price tag that comes with uh, funeral
0: arrangements. Yes, Ooh. that's. What, I mean, uh, a, a conservative one is you know almost twenty thousand so- dollars.
1: Wow,
0: you know, yep. and so yeah, that's it's I mean we owe it to ourselves, you know, we owe it to you know our the people we leave behind as best we can to just you know make it a little easier you know again, money is not going to ever take the place of you know the loss of life for anyone that we love uh, but it, it it does release some, some, some stress. And so, yeah, I just, and it's, and we're never too young. I mean, well, yeah, we're too young if we're, you know, we're not even too young for our babies because again, the parents can get policies on the babies. I mean, so I'm saying, but we're never too young in our 18s, 20s, 30s, 40s to address it and research it and see the value. And I mean, again, you can get a policy that is uh, to just get you, you know, to give you started with a term policy or something that's a smaller premium. Or again, if you have the desire to be more, uh, you know, long-term with the policy for the whole life and, and potentially build cash value, you know, you can get one and start, you know, at a smaller amount, a smaller face value for a smaller premium and then things life, as get life's goals. You can increase that premium for that. I mean, increase that value the face value for the higher premium, but just something. And so I want to go into our word of the day again. Um, and the word is dishabille. And it's a, yeah, it's a not a French word or anything like that. It's really an you know, English word because I, yeah, dishabille. It's D-I-S-H-A-B-I-L-L-E, dishabille. And it's the state of being dressed in a careless, disheveled, or disorderly disorderly manner. So yeah, I guess maybe a lot of people can be that bit in that way from working from home right about now, right? But
1: yeah, so true, exactly
0: right. <laughs> so I want to just touch really quickly on poor little Ahmad Arbery. So I'm happy. You know that I guess the person who videotaped it was has now been charged with um, murder. Yeah, because I think a lot of people always wondered about that too. How are you gonna just film something and not participate? So it's obviously the beginning. There's just a lot, you know, so many layers in this, and you know, just want to send blessings to his family and you know, hopefully they'll be one scenario in this time where we can see some justice because we know there have been so many scenarios that have been put upon the black community where there simply has been no justice mm. and it's just, it's horrifying. It oh, is, yeah, indeed. Poor baby. So I want to thank everyone for listening. And again, I hope that this was some information that is um, at least Interesting enough to everyone, where they can, you know, take some on their own steps and find out more for themselves, and you know, don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to speak to the people that you love about it. And uh, it's it, it, there's no shame, and it's 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 not a dark subject. Actually, it's 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 life, you know, and uh, we need to talk about it. So follow me on Twitter at never the problem and Instagram at never underscore the problem and Facebook never the problem everyone I encourage you to be happy be blessed be faithful be fearless be kind and never be the problem thank you everyone